you are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. My, my, my. It has been... It's been a week, girl. <laughs> like we only saw each other on Saturday. So we we've right. just seen each other like four days, five days ago. Yeah. And the stuff that has gone down. Yes. In both our lives and then in yes. lives of people that I know recently has just been unbelievable. Yes, girl. Preach it. And all I can say is the devil's on a rampage. Yes. He is really upset about some things. There are attacks left, right, and center. And we're going to talk about some of this stuff today because, you know, the enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. It's his MO, and he loves to do it in different ways. And so for me, um, I have been, Lord help me, criticized like nobody's business. And then, you know, I'm talking to um, a fellow colleague at the church I go to, and they're telling me how they're being accused of behaving and treating someone a certain way at work when that wasn't true. Um, I got another person who's going under attack with some stuff. And then we're in the middle of recording our what's happening. And it just exploded yes literally so yes you know the the enemy is just he doesn't want us to record this he doesn't want us talking speaking truth and i'll let you speak to what you know the attack that just just a brief summary of like just what is going on you know yeah so i will just say this that um here we are where right before the podcast, the last podcast, um, I had a surprise visitors from my, the new honeymooners, uh, my son and his daughter, I mean, his wife, uh, show up to my front door and they were not in good spirits, which is not normal for honeymooners. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was their first tiff, uh, they ever had, you know, being married, you know, And so here I am and I'm like, I'm getting ready to start a podcast here, y'all. So what, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Sure. Sure. And it's just like the enemy to cause discord and disruption right before that. Yes. Right before it. That's what I'm saying. Like it was so out of, now they, they got everything settled. They got everything good to go. They just had to work through some things and I prayed with them. And then, um, and then after they're settled and good, I get a phone call from, my husband while we're recording Mm -hmm. and uh or what's happening and it was not only one phone call it was another phone call so it was two phone calls in a row it was my husband and he's like jamie pick up the phone and i'm like taking a picture i'm like honey i'm in the middle of recording and um he goes call me immediately it's about uriah and my heart just dropped sure i was like oh my gosh and of course i texted you um and then you, you were able to get off the, we were able to get off the podcast, but it turns out that my son, uh, there was something that happened at a school where wow. there was, you know, there was an altercation mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this is such the enemy. You know, this is out of character for Uriah. Um, this is not right. And I mean, we go from one argument 
yeah. with one child, then they settle and then boom, another thing happens. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if he's seriously hurt. Oh my goodness. My heart's racing. And I was so glad my son was here and, and my daughter-in-law because they were able to keep me calm. And of yeah. course, you know, I told you and you, you were like, I'm going to pray for you, Jamie. And so I was calm, thankfully going to the school to pick up, but yeah, it was all these attacks happening. And then I go to pick him up. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. thankful. See, I pray for my son before he goes to school every single day, mm -hmm. every single day. So we all know he was covered in prayer. Um, I go there and get him and I'm expecting a bloody nose, mm. you know, I'm expecting, yeah. cause they said he was punched in the nose mm. and I get to the school and I just see him and he sees his brother. And of course he smiles cause he sees his brother. And I was like, well, you know, he came out of his honeymoon just to see him. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed, but you no, <laughs> it, it was just, it worked out, you know, Good. well, you know, to where mm -hmm. he didn't have a broken nose. Absolutely. So there was protection they, over him. Praise God. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, the enemy likes to put that fear in us, you mm -hmm. know, before things, you know, with these anxieties, he likes to get us all worked up. Yeah. And you know, uh, he wants us to be distracted yes. from what the Lord has called us to do. Yes. Amen. And it's funny because our real, really our, our podcast was really going to go along the lines of dealing with church critics today. But I think that God has ordained that this podcast not necessarily be about that as the main topic here, but our main focus is understanding what spiritual warfare is and how do we deal with it? why do we come under attack why does the enemy decide that we're targets and what do we do about it yeah. and so you know um first sorry second corinthians 10 4 and 5 they talk about this and it, and it says um that it's about the warfare of spirit and it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments yes every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought like the anxiety the fear yes. and the concern and we make it obedient to Christ. So mm -hmm. right there, that explains to you that, hey, our weapons are not of this world. Mm -hmm. So when these situations arise, we don't come back with, you know, our fleshly attack. We come back with a spiritual attack, knowing that prayer is part of that weapon. And so for me, you know, I came under attack last week before I even hit the road to come up to see you, you know, um, it's funny because I had just now the, the enemy, I want to say this before I, I get into this little story, the enemy listens to us. Mm -hmm. He hears us when we speak out. Now he isn't in your mind. He can't read your thoughts. That's right but he can hear the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And so if we're speaking negative things, you know, he loves that. He laps it up and he'll put things in our path that will confirm that to us. And he can read body language. Oh, he's yes. good at that. He's, he's watching, you know, <laughs> yes. he's got all of his little minions out there watching us. Yes. And, but if we're speaking truth, if we're speaking life, he really hates it. And he's going to try and find a way to get us distracted and take us down. So I had just said to my husband, 
uh, two Sundays ago, I said, oh, I said, I just don't like being up front sometimes. I said, I feel like all eyes are on me all the time. And I said, you know, it just, it's just a lot because you want to, we're on worship and I want to be free in my worship and I want it to be pure. I don't want to be a distraction to somebody else by the clothes that I wear or how my hair looks or whatever. I want to be modest, but I'm 45. I want to be relevant. You know, I'm not going to dress like a 20 year old, but I'm not going to dress like I'm 60, you know? There's a relevance in there and it's, and I want to look appropriate. I want to represent not just God, but I want to represent my husband and our church appropriately and be relevant and look sharp. So I just said that to him in passing, went on working at our church um, last Wednesday and someone decides that they feel the need to let me know that people don't like it when I wear a hat in the church. Mm. and it was like and I just kind of looked at him and I thought and they were like well you know this person and I now they didn't name the person but they dropped enough clues enough crumbs for me to figure out who it was and and it was deliberate you know I saw it for what it was and she wanted to try and ensnare me in a gossip conversation with her about that individual see what the problem was was not that they don't like that i wear hats I don't really care I'm the type of person you'll know this about me Jamie you tell me you don't like me wearing a hat I'm gonna wear a hat all the more so mm-hmm. you know that's just me because it's like that's not why I'm there I'm there for an audience of one I'm not right. there for the audience to appeal to you and they tried to make it biblical they tried to say you know apostolic anointing and this and that and I yeah. thought right oh religious spirit right there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i said to this person i said well you show me where in the bible it says that right take it to the word so you know i shut that person down i did not engage them and participate in that conversation but immediately the holy spirit reminded me that hey this is an attack of what you said on sunday you just said you feel a little self-conscious you want to make sure you represent appropriately and then what does somebody come and do they talk about your parents yeah isn't that something and it just confirmed that he was he was yeah. listening he was like yeah. oh that's an area of weakness i can yeah. deal with that yeah because he can't read our minds that's right yeah. that's right so you know i uh and then i also thought about it and i thought oh well that means that this person that's telling me this had a conversation about me with somebody else. So this person here not only gossiped about me with another person, now what they're doing is they're trying to create a gossip situation with me about that person. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh no, girl, I ain't biting this one. You know, you yeah. can take your little fishing line and go elsewhere. Yeah. And so I walked away from that and I thought, whatever, I'm going to wear a hat, consider the source. Yeah. We are at your son's beautiful wedding, having a wonderful time. Yes, we had a great time. Yes. And my husband wore his kilt because he is Scottish Scottish? and Mm -hmm. proud of it. And when you go to a wedding in Scotland, you wear your kilt as a man. That is tradition. That's custom. And by the way, everybody loved that, by the way. Like Gracie was just commenting and she wanted to, you know, let you know that she just loved it. She she was so appreciative of y'all's uh, gift, but she thought it was so cool 
that he was wearing his kilt like she was like I had a real Scottish man at my wedding <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that every day <laughs> that's truth right there yeah, yeah and uh you know so we took some pictures and um I got a comment on social media that it makes you wonder when the wife's skirt is shorter than the husband's. And here I am thinking, we look great. We felt good about ourselves. We had a wonderful time. And that's the first comment on my picture. And I thought, that's why I hate that platform, number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. who does this person think they are? So I sat on it overnight. I didn't reply. And then I did reply. And I did say to that individual, I said, you know, and not to be confrontational, but to make sure that they understood what they'd said was not okay. Right. Yes. Because I do believe as Christians, we don't always need to swallow what people are trying to shove down our throats. Right. And I did kindly say to them, you know, hey, this is what they wear in their culture. It's a kilt, not a skirt. And I don't think my dress was too short. Matter of fact, I think my family and myself and my husband as a couple looked fabulous this weekend. (laughs) And I left it at that. Mm -hmm. They did apologize, which I have accepted their apology. Um, They tried to play it off. It was a joke. You got to be careful, folks. Mm -hmm. Criticizing others for no reason. It's not a it's not a joke. There's no mm-hmm. need for that. That's not a, that's not something you joke about. No. Just be real. Mm-hmm. And so within a three day span, I got hit and I was like, what is going on? And I recognized it as a spiritual attack. Yes. So I will say this criticism in the body of Christ is not okay. And we talked about this the other day, how Jesus had critics. Yeah. He had the biggest critics of all the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yes, he did. And they hated him. They hated what he did. They hated what he stood for. Yes. They hated who he hung out with. And um, so when I look at that, I think, well, I must be following in the steps of my savior. If there's criticism that is coming my way about things that really don't matter. Yeah. So, you know, I shook the dust from my feet on those situations. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I said, greater is he who lives in me than he who's in the world. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the enemy loves to use the body of Christ to attack itself. Mm-hmm. It becomes like a virus mm-hmm. in its own way, attacking its own body. Yeah, which is so sad. It's extremely sad. It's pitiful. And you just look at it and you're like, why? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to accept each other. We're not supposed to judge one another. And so there is this deep-rooted criticism that comes in the body of Christ, but the enemy loves to use that to divide. He doesn't want yes. unity. No, he does not. He wants to divide. Yes. And so, you know, you had said a couple of things, and I think they're important to touch on before we really get into the spiritual warfare stuff. You know, you said some really powerful verses here and um, and a couple of questions. And I really want to just like 
kind of touch on this, this question you said, you said, why did Jesus come? Yes. And I loved your answer. So I'm going to let you talk about that because you're, it's your answer, but I agree with it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So why did Jesus come, you know, and, and I, and I think about that and, um, he came to heal the brokenhearted and, and how do you heal a broken heart if we're too busy criticizing one another? You know, I'm thankful, um, for the church that I, I first came to, uh, in Columbia, uh, where, um, they accepted me tenderly into the body of Christ. I was a wayward daughter. I went through a really bad divorce and I had three kids. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard, heard it, uh, the stories. Um, but I fell away and it was, I was just in a very bad state and just very broken. And I went to a church and they just accepted me for who I was. I, I dressed like the world, to be honest with you, because I was pretty deep into the world at that time in my life. And I, you know, I'm just so thankful that they didn't come at me. Like, oh my gosh, look at her. She's wearing heels. Oh my gosh. And look, and I was like maybe 110, you know, soaking wet. I was so skinny, you know, and I had the, the whole ripped jean look with the high heels and, you know, the cute, you know, um, kind of a rock star shirt, you know? And so it was kind of like, they could have very well just kind of been like dismissive toward me. Like, look at this weird girl, you know, but really I was broken and I really, um, needed to be reassured of who I was in Christ. Cause I lost my identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of times that's what happens. Um, you can kind of see, from the outside, you can kind of see that this person um, needs a savior. They need to be reassured. And you can't come at them hatefully. That's right. You have to come beside them and just let the Holy Spirit pray for them. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit changed my life. Okay. Because of that love and kindness that they showed me at that body, they were able to receive me and they knew. You know what? They knew that the Lord was going to do a work in my life because, because he's going to finish what he started in me and he's going to change me from the inside out. And you know what? I started changing. I didn't, not that high heels are bad. I think there's certain occasions you wear them and everything, but, but I just didn't know any better, you know, at that point in my life. But now it's like, now I get it. I get it now. But we have no right to sit there and criticize those people just because of how they're dressed. Oh my gosh. Come on. What would Jesus do? Exactly. And I, I love that, you know, you felt comfortable enough to say, I don't need to become perfect and get all cleaned up for Jesus to accept me. He loves me right where I'm at. And those people demonstrated that in that body by not judging by yes, loving yes. and, and they did what Jesus would want them to do. Yes. They extended grace toward me. That's like right. And I, um, I am so glad that they did because I know that that assisted in you, like you just said, knowing that the Holy spirit 
was there loving you, accepting yes. you and doing a work from the inside out. Yes. You know, I, I said this to you the other day. He doesn't expect us to get cleaned up to come to church. Mm -mm. He wants us to come as we are. Mm -hmm. Yet the church has become so caught up on the exterior. It forgets mm -hmm. that the Lord looks at the condition of the heart. Condition God, of the heart. That's yes. right. God looks at your inward. He looks at your heart, not at your outward appearance. That's right. And people need to be aware of that too. And note, it's okay to note people, but you need to pray for them. They're, they right. showed up. They didn't have to show up to church. No, no, they didn't. Them. And you don't need to wear a coat and tie to go to church. You don't need to wear, you know, um, a, a dress that goes to the floor and covers your wrists and your neck <laughs> and yeah. all that stuff to go to church. You don't need to do that. He wants to take you right where you're at because that's the grace of Jesus Christ. That's his love. But the enemy sneaks in and he attacks using the body of Christ. That's and people right. don't even realize that they are an instrument being used by the devil. So these two individuals that said these things to me, if you want to say three with a separate conversation, they have been used as instruments of the enemy and they didn't even realize it or recognize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's just one type of attack. He will attack your character. He will attack your confidence. Yes. Then he will try to divide your family. He will attack your family and you yes. experienced it today. Boom. Yep. On that's two right. occasions within yes, an hour, within an hour, right before the podcast. Yes, that's right. So he jumps from you personally to then he's like, that's fine. If I can't get you, I'm going to go for your family. That's right. Now, then if he can't get a hold of your family and use them as an instrument in spiritual warfare, he's going to go for your finances. See, there's se several areas that he attacks mm -hmm. and it's the things that are precious to you. So he tries to get your finances. He tries to get your health. He tries to get you and your confidence and your trust in the Lord and your understanding of the body of Christ. He wants to get you out of church. How easy would it be for me to walk away? Right, right. Bounce, I'm out. I'm not dealing with people like you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If that's what Christians are all about, I don't want none of it. That's what he wants. Yeah. Or he wants me to step down and not serve. I'm not going to give the devil what he wants. Mm -hmm. And then he comes for our families. He comes in those relationship areas. And then you had, I mean, it was a physical attack on your son. Yes, totally. A total physical attack. And it was like out of the blue. And I prayed for my son before he goes, I pray you guys, please pray for your children before they go to school. I do it Amen. every day when I drop them off. I'm thankful that I'm had the opportunity to drop my kid off to school and I pray for him. And let me tell you, I, I could tell you to God's honest truth that it would have been worse on him if, if I hadn't prayed for protection over his life. Cause yeah. I did, I prayed that God would protect him. Yeah. And, um, he did because he didn't, he didn't come home with a bloody nose or anything like that. So, yeah. And that, that is a, a huge blessing that that's those angels buffering, you know, <laughs> jumping right. in and buffering yeah. and, um, 
I I look at these things and and here's here's the thing people the more that we dig into the word of God and we spend time in his presence the more the enemy is going to kick up and he's going to get upset about it. We're in the season right now, the harvest season. Yes, and it is a very heavy spiritual warfare time. And we're going to talk about Halloween on another podcast, but there are some dark forces at work right now. There are witches, there are warlocks, there are Satanists that are praying against God's people. So just as much as you might pray, they believe in prayer as well. Mm -hmm. It's just, they're praying to a different being. They're not praying to the creator of the universe. That's right. And so right now it's some heavy duty stuff going on because every time I talk to somebody, I'm finding out, wait, oh, they were under spiritual attack as well. They're telling me, I just, the enemy is just attacking and boom, boom, boom. Here's this. I have literally spoken to six different people this week and heard six different stories of spiritual attack. I went for a walk today and on my walk, um, it, it's just God. My headphones would not connect to my phone. So I couldn't listen to what I wanted to listen to on my walk. And so I really took that time to just pray. I was like, okay, God, you really want my attention. And as I'm walking down the road, I began to, I felt like I really needed to pray for this area that I live in. And as I'm walking, I, I'm desperate for revival. I don't know about you, Jamie, but yes. I want to see revival. I want that too, girlfriend. I want revival fire to fall. And so as I'm walking, I said, fall down. yes, I said, God, those people that don't know you, as I walk down this street, they will come to know you that revival will happen right here on this street. And in these neighborhoods, it will explode out of this area. So I'm praying that I'm praying for my neighbors. I don't know all their names, but I'm praying for them as I walk. Cause I walk almost two miles when I get out there and do this. And, um, Anybody I passed, God bless that person. And I just began to pray and speak life. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I ask that you use this podcast today to reach new people in a new way and on a new platform. Use Freedom Wranglers. Well, I said it out loud, y'all. Yeah. And the enemy heard it and he really thought he was going to do his best to distract and to stop us from recording today. That's right. And he wasn't going to do it because I was, I was feeling the fire after, and I knew it. It's like, you know, I always go back to that verse where Paul talks about, or it's either, is it Paul that says, do not be surprised about the fiery darts that come yes. home at you? It's, is it, it's Paul, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. He says, do not be surprised. About right. the fiery darts that are coming your way. That's right. Don't be surprised about it. Just be like, oh, okay. All right. Here it okay. comes. It shouldn't catch us off guard. Yes. And, you know, um, so what does that mean? It mm -hmm. means the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, what does that mean? That means that when we pray, it makes a difference. 
we break the forces of darkness and see i also prayed over my city and i said the demonic principalities that are over this city that they be broken and that they come down and the walls and the barriers of christianity that have not that have been put up be tore down and so it means my prayers are effective and the enemy knows that they're effective. And so he is trying his darndest to stop me and distract me and to distract Jamie yes. today from accomplishing what God has called us to do. And I'm just going to say the verse. Okay. First Peter four twelve. Okay. So it is Peter. It's okay, Peter. So I, it's Peter. I got confused. So dear friends, do not be surprised at the fire, fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Do not be surprised. And that's Peter. That's Peter. The one that, that Jesus called the rock. That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. Don't that's be Peter. shook. Don't be shook now. <laughs> Don't be surprised because it is a test. It is it's a test for us to see where our faith is. Mm-hmm. And this is me right now. And I, and I had, I was taken back, but you know what? I wasn't, I was sitting here like, boom, here's a fiery arrow. Boom. Here's another one back to back. <laughs> but you know what? Because you are, you have shod your feet with the gospel of peace. You stood sure-footed and you might've been shaken a little, but you didn't fall down. That's right. Cause I'm still here. I'm on the podcast with you right That's now. That's right. It was I'm right it, here. Jamie, it would have been so easy for you to have said, Tom, I can't do this right now. I can't focus on, I can't come back. This is just too much to deal with today, girl. And instead you said, I'll be back. I'll text you when I'm back. And I said, all right. She says she's coming back. She's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm better than Arnold. Okay. You are, girl. You are. Because you filled with the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't. So... (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) But I'll be back, <laughs> But that's what the enemy wanted. He didn't want yeah. you to come back and, and us do this. Oh, and and he wanted me to way. be like, oh, it's okay, girl. Don't worry about it. You've got too much going on. Uh-huh. No, we're not going to do that. And so you know, here's the other thing. I met with my mom and dad last night and we prayed. And we prayed for a revival. We prayed for God to use us. We said, Father, whatever ministry you have put in front of us to use, use us in it so that you can be glorified and souls will be saved. And it is like, as soon as God's people begin to pray and make a decision that they're going to pursue him, the enemy will attack. And that verse that you just shared is the prime example of why you can't be surprised. That's right. Do not be caught off guard. And I will reiterate it. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, it is about our weapons of warfare, the armor of God that we have. And you need to know these pieces of armor. I don't care which order you memorize them in, just memorize them and speak them over yourself. But, um, you know, for me, I start at my head and I work my way down. And um, each piece really has a very special meaning. And so, you know, your helmet of salvation for you, what does the helmet of salvation do for you, Jamie? 
Okay. So it's, um, it protects me. So knowing the word of God. Yeah. Okay. Knowing the scriptures and having that in my brain will help me in understanding just like Peter was talking about, about these fiery darts Mm -hmm. and not being surprised. So that fear that's coming against me, I'm protected. Mm -hmm. My brain's protected from the fear of knowing that this is a test. That's right. That's right. It's a test, honey. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's all about the Lord having to uh, knowing that I can rest in him during this fiery trial. And let me tell you things, the way this world is going right now, you need that helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need it. Yes. With, with the oppressive things that are about to come down on us mm-hmm. um, with what I see coming is a one world government and yeah. controlling our finances like how China is doing right now. That's right. So, uh, and doing a social type of experiment on us, which they've done already with the COVID. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've already done it, but yeah. they want to do it to where, um, you're going to be affected socially. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to be chastised for it. Cause we saw it even in Canada. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They shut down their finances up there because mm-hmm. they wouldn't get the shot. That's right. Or That's they were right. doing a protest because mm-hmm. they were doing a protest. They got into their banks. Like you said, bank of America, mm-hmm. you know, and all them shutting their finances down. That's so right. If you don't have it here, if you're not prepared for it right here with the Holy Spirit, with having the scriptures and knowing this stuff, you're going to have a panic attack. You will. And it's, you know, that, that helmet of salvation reminds us, wait a second, I've been saved. I've been bought with That's Christ. Right. So therefore these crazy thoughts, Lord, you protect my mind. That, that is it. And, you know, and then you put on that breastplate of righteousness. It protects your heart. It reminds you that it's not your righteousness. It's Jesus Christ's righteousness that's been placed upon you. And, um, you know, the belt of truth, it ties it all together. It's what holds all the pieces together in the armor is the truth. Well, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So without him, there's no truth without him. He holds it all together. So you need him in your life. The shoes of peace I just talked about, you know, how that kept you sure-footed. And it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of the armor because I did a study about the armor years ago. And what I didn't understand was that, you know, Paul chose the Romans armor Mm-hmm. as the example because everybody knew what a roman soldier looked like back then and one of the things about the roman soldiers shoes were that they had these things called hobnobs on the bottom of them and they were like spikes all on the bottom of their shoes and then they of course we know that they kind of laced up as like a type of you know sandal thing but here's the thing about the hobnobs. Number one, when they walked in different terrain that was rocky and loose, it kept them sure-footed. They didn't slip and fall. But the other thing that they did was when you had a legion of Roman soldiers with hobnobs on their shoes marching, the enemy heard them coming. The enemy knew that they were coming. And therefore, we've been given that same thing in peace to number one. We can let the, no- the enemy know we're coming. We're not sitting back playing, you know, tiddlywinks over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of playing something. I was like, I don't know, twiddling yeah. our thumbs. But 
you know, we're, we're not rolling over and playing dead. We have said, no, we're coming for you. We're not going to wait till you decide to bring the battle to us. We'll bring the battle to you because why? The battle is the Lord's. It's not ours. Yes. And I love that song. The battle belongs to the Lord. Oh, it's such a good song. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. And we, it brings in that raise a hallelujah because that is that mighty triumphant. We're going to praise in the middle of it all. And Mm -hmm. so we have peace when the storms come, we have peace when we're on rocky terrain, we can still keep going. Um, and then we have our faith shield. Now, I don't know about you, Jamie, but oh, girl, I don't I don't go nowhere without my faith shield. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? Your faith gets stronger the more trials you go through. Amen. So every time those fiery darts come at you, mm-hmm. you get your shield up, your mm-hmm. your shield becomes stronger mm-hmm. and it can put up with more. That's right. And that's what I really love how that, uh, the shield of faith, how that works is how your faith, when you reckon, when you reckon who you are in Christ, you get the confidence of God. Mm-hmm. You can walk in with the shod, the, your sandals of peace. That's right. Because you know who you are in Christ. And then your faith just becomes so strong. No matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. you're not shaken. You're not that's shook. Right. You, you ain't, ain't shook. You should That's never be shook. We should, yes. you know what, Christians, I we need to make a shirt that says you should never be shook. shook. <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen a shirt like that, a Christian t-shirt like I that. I think yet. I might make one. So hey, you're the t-shirt maker. I can. I, I need it. And I'll I'll put the beads on there, all the glitter and all that <laughs> Do stuff. The Demonte, she, she's gonna bedazzle us. And my but, son can tie-dye it. <laughs> Lord, look at us. We got a tie-dyed bedazzled, you ain't been shook shirt. <laughs> perfect people you ain't been be like what's yet? going on over there and we'll have to put a scripture on it somewhere because we cause some people won't get it you know that's what I mean? right that's They'll right think it's something else exactly <laughs> but i'll tell you what so there's there's another piece within this shield that i think is so powerful thank god our shield's not like this i'm holding up a coaster you know could you imagine yeah. all the um, arrows you've been like you've been like this the whole time yep. you know docking that's and right. diving and we're not like that because Our shield, again, utilizing the example of the Roman soldier's armor, your shield covers you from head to toe that their shields were made specifically for them. But here's the really cool part is that not only did it cover them from head to toe and their sides, when they came together with other soldiers, they could create what is called a turtle shell. And you would have one in the middle that would hold it up top and the rest would go all around the sides and fiery darts couldn't break through that. Mm-hmm. So when you come together with other believers and you hold yes, your body shields up together, yes. woo, make that turtle shell and watch that's out right. devil. Here we come. And that's what's happening with our churches today. Amen. We got people that aren't walking in the faith. Their shield of faith is not ready. It's mm-hmm. not they're not their ready. shield is about as big as it's this about coaster. as big as that because of their faith obviously their faith isn't strong enough to withstand the wiles of the devil that's right and so the body of christ becomes weak because it does say that that when the body of christ has a weak one then we all feel that weakness mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. body yes we do so and you know the the last piece and it's my favorite it is the word of god the sword of the spirit. Amen. That's my favorite. And, you know, 
when we look at the sword of the spirit, whoo, you've got to start memorizing scripture, guys. If you don't memorize verses out of the Bible, you've got no comeback to the enemy. That's right. Mm -hmm. And when those fiery arrows come and they are quenched and you, but you recognize that it was a fire arrow, you should be able to turn around and be like, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. That's right. That's now, right. Back off devil. Cause I'm That's not playing right. your game today. Mm -hmm. And you know, people joke about that shirt, not today, Satan and that little saying, but I'm telling you right now, not ever don't come at me. Right. Cause you're messing with a child of the most high King. Mm -hmm. And I know what my weapons of warfare are. And I know that they're not physical. I know that if I go to the Lord in prayer, you're coming down sucker. Cause yeah. I've read the, I've read the last chapter in this book and That's I know, right. I know where you end up. That's and, right. um, you know, so when I look at this and I look at, if you have time, I would suggest everybody grab their Bible, whether it be an electronic version, a paper version and read Ephesians. Yeah. I said, read Ephesians, read the whole chapter. Guess what? Or the whole book rather. It's only six chapters long guys. Mm -hmm. You can read that in an, uh, under an hour, yeah. read it, soak it and understand yes. it because he breaks down the armor of Christ and spiritual warfare so clearly in this. Yes. Yes, he does. And he even talks about family through the sum of the chapters. It talks yes, about the does. order of the family. And, and in, when he gets to chapter six, whew, it just puts everything together. Yes. Hey, our weapons aren't carnal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's spiritual. That's and right. honey, if you can't see it, it's not spiritual. You need to wake up mm -hmm. because everything that's going on in this world today, all this confusion. Yeah. Who is the author of confusion? You know it. He said is getting it. to our babies. He's causing divorces. He's causing division. He's causing division in churches. You know, he's having us in the church body bite each other. They're mm. fighting. And it's just, it's making the church weak. It's crumbling. It's falling apart. And that's what the devil does. He wants to divide and conquer. And if we don't have those weapons of warfare ready, and if we don't have those verses ready in our minds, then you won't have time for the Holy Spirit to be quickened in you to have access to those scriptures when you need them. That's and right. That's, you have to memorize them. And once you memorize them, the Holy Spirit will quicken you and it will come up right at the right time because God is always on time. He is always on time. His timing is always perfect. And, and as we wrap this up, what I will say is, as Jamie's talking about those verses, you know, a thought came into my mind and I don't know if I've ever shared it on, you know, our podcast, but what I will say is this years ago, when I was going through a heavy spiritual battle and an attack, the Lord prompted me to write down certain verses that I really needed to cling to. And I didn't go to my computer and type them out because you can do that. But when you handwrite something, you retain it a whole lot more. And so I handwrote probably about 15 to 20 different verses. And I put them in a place that I would see them on the regular. Well, because I'm a mom and a wife, I cook. They're in all my kitchen cupboards. And let me tell you, my husband loved every second of that. He walked <laughs> in, he was getting a cup and he goes, look at this. Chanda's memorizing scripture. Look at this. That's and I said, that's Chanda's handwriting. That's Chanda. <laughs> that's right. And that is how I am reminded that he is my strong tower. That is how I am reminded that 
he works together all things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So if you might, you might not remember the reference, you know, everybody knows John three sixteen, but you might not remember those references to the verses you memorize. That's okay. They're still just as powerful. It just helps to know where to go in the word when you remember the reference. But I'm going to leave you guys with this verse, unless Jamie has anything else to add on this. And it is John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And this is Jesus saying it. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's right. That's what he wants for you. He wants you to have life. He wants you to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. And you can only have that in Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. And so Jamie and I can confidently sit here and say, yeah, we've been under spiritual attack, but you know what? It's all good because my God is bigger. My God is greater. And he is the one that has come to bring me life and life abundantly. Amen. Amen. So guys, if you're feeling under attack, we're right there with you. We're praying for you and get into the word, read Ephesians, read it, study it, and know what your spiritual weapons really are. We love you. Be blessed today. And we'll be back next week. We love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.